This is the Workday Red Zone on the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Tara Ritchie. All right, hey, friends. How's everybody feeling today? You doing all right? Feeling good? You rested? Should be. It's Tuesday. I know nobody did anything productive yesterday. Or at least, speaking for myself, I did absolutely nothing productive yesterday. So I'm ready to go. Ready to go for two hours here on the Workday Red Zone. And, of course, we appreciate you tuning in on the ticket. KDA 970 AM 953 KBRI. And, of course, streaming online at 953theticket.com. Let me take a deep breath before we dive into this. Kind of forgot where I was in the intro. Of course, do want to remind you, you can take us with you on the go. What you do there is you download the TuneIn app, search for KDA, and you'll be all set. If you want to shout at us today, very easy to do. You can call us, 870-930-3776. And, of course, in addition to that, you can shout at us on social media as well. Facebook.com slash 95.3. The ticket is one place to head or on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. You can also use the hashtag WDRZ. Hey, I'm Kara. I'm joined in studio by producer Cade Carlton. Good afternoon. So we got uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that to dive into uh, over the course of the program. Do want to give everybody a heads up. Looking forward to 1.30 today. That's when Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, will be with us in studio in the meantime though uh he's headed out to arkansas state because what happens on tuesdays well that is when head football coach butch jones addresses the media so once it gets to be about that time we will continue to keep you updated with any news or notes that we see coming out on social media of course i know that everybody is already ready to see another depth chart with the words or on it so we'll be looking forward to that one uh, in other A-State news, great day for Arkansas State Volleyball as they have not one but two players recognized for their efforts last weekend at uh, the most recent tournament the Red Wolves were in. Tatum Tickner with 73 digs, almost five digs per set, is the Sunbelt Conference's Defensive Player of the Week, while Macy Putt, who had uh, three matches of, of 17 or more kills and three double-doubles in that uh, weekend tournament, is the Offensive Player of the Week. So A-State wins two out of the three awards there, the weekly awards for volleyball. Looking elsewhere, uh, yesterday, big day for Razorback football as they had a couple different players recognized for career days against Texas over the weekend. So uh, Hayden Henry finishing with 15 tackles. He was named the Defensive Player of the Week. Cam Little connected on all four of his field goals against Texas there, so he earned Freshman of the Week recognition from the league office. And Adam Wainwright, man, just build the statue now so it can be up and completed before his career is actually over. He won his fifth straight start last night as the Cardinals topped the Mets 7 to nothing in New York. So the teams will do it again tonight at 6-10 on 95-9, the Wolf. And I do have to let you know that today we are going to interrupt your college football talk for a baseball question. I know it's been almost wall-to-wall football, it feels like, about since the calendar hit September. But... Right now, the Cardinals aren't terrible. And some things have changed dramatically in terms of standings, in terms of playoff odds, in terms of all of that. So I wanted to work in, if it's okay with you guys, a little bit of baseball talk today. 
And for our KavanaughCars.com question, I want to revisit a question we asked you back about three months ago. But again, things have changed a bit. So I wanted to get your answers today. Will the St. Louis Cardinals make the playoffs? Pretty easy here. Yes or no are your answers. And that is our KavanaughCars.com question. I went back and looked, and, and uh, there's there's so many awesome baseball sites out there for anything you could possibly look at. I like to look at fan graphs a lot because they've got different defensive metrics and all of that cool stuff and, and rankings and stuff like that. But they also have the basic stuff. they got the standings and everything. But they also have playoff odds. And you can go back and look on, on different dates at where your team's playoff odds are. Right now today, the Cardinals' playoff odds... Their chance to make the playoffs, 18.5%. I don't know how long it's been since it's been that high. I'm going to guess that it's been a minute. Because, heck, you go back to you go back to last week, one week ago today, and it was not looking good. One week ago today, the Cardinals' playoff chances were a whopping... 2.8%. <laughs> so what a difference a week make that this team is up to 18.5%. Now, I'm not going to try and lie to you today and tell you that the reason that the Cardinals have seen their playoff odds increase sevenfold. I'm not going to tell you it's because this team has just gone on this tear and they're just playing such good ball right now and they just look like an unstoppable machine and they're surging at the right time. Basically, right now, they don't suck, and nobody else wants to win the wild card. That's how the Cardinals have been able to make up this much ground in the playoffs. But, if you are a Cardinals fan, you are starting to feel that optimism. Because right now, today, in addition to, you know, those playoff odds going up, you look at the standings, and the St. Louis Cardinals are one half of one game out for the second wild card. Didn't think we'd be having this conversation a couple weeks ago. In fact... I'll be honest, September the 5th was kind of the end of the season for me. At least until like today. Because that was the day when the Cardinals were wrapping up that series against the Brewers. And it was the rubber game. And that game is the one where the Cardinals were ahead. And they were ahead. And and, and they they were ahead. And, and then you got to the ninth. And they were still ahead. They were up 5-1. to one. But then everything just fell apart. And a walk-off grand slam later off Alex Reyes. Man, it was just like, alright, well, Reyes, we've he'd already been pulled out of the closers role. And Gallegos was supposed to be the guy, but he couldn't lock down the Brewers. And that one, you're just like, alright, there's no nobody at the back end of the bullpen. This had to have been the nail in the coffin. But no, <laughs> here we are nine days later, and that's it's not the case. So again, yes or no today is our our uh, your two options for your answers. Will the Cardinals make the playoffs? What are you doing, Red Wolf Mark? I want to say no. The Cardinals won't make it. Okay, thanks for being a hater. But I, why would why would you why would you feel that way? I'm like I'm like uh, Cade over. I'm 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 not I'm, I'm a fan like he was. 
Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I didn't realize you were a Cubs fan. <laughs> yeah. Cade, just a heads up, Cade doesn't have any donuts on him today. Nah, I sure don't. No. Hey, Cade. Yes. Uh, how about them Cubbies? Well, they're pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, I know, yes. but they're going to they're gonna get better, though. There's always yeah. – wait till next year, yeah. Red Wolf Mark. Yeah. I think the who, – who's the Cardinals playing? Cardinals are playing the Mets right now. I think the New York Mets are going to win it all. <laughs> I, I, okay. I yeah. think their chances to make it to the playoffs are worse than the Cardinals right now. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. They're, 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 that's sad, ain't it? Yeah. I, I, I'm going to hear what – I'm going to hear Craig, Craig Miller's the, the uh, Cardinal fan. He's one of them, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Zach's one of them or not. And Johnny Baseball, I know he ain't no Cardinal fan. So, uh, I, I'm going to say no on the Cardinals, no one. Strictly on who will give him food. <laughs> yeah. I've heard worse say reasoning no. and logic, so, I mean, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, say no. Okay. All righty, then. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, heck, you stuck to topic and answered the question. Yeah. So, we're one for one today right out of the gate. So, he gets a no vote. Uh to be honest, heck, I'm almost still at a no as well just because it does seem like things have just changed so quickly for this team that it's kind of hard to wrap your head around. But, again, uh, things have, have changed dramatically just in the past week for St. Louis. The Cardinals right now are on a three-game win streak. Uh, they've won five out of the last six. And I guess it is impressive when you look at who they've played over these these last few games. You know, they took two out of a three against a Reds team that is also right there in the thick of it. Of course, they're a half a game ahead of the Cardinals in the wild card standings. Uh, they won two. They managed to salvage a split with the Dodgers after having another game that just got away from them, and you just thought, oh, man, this is not going to be good. Um, and now they're getting into a series with the Mets, a team that at, at one point in time most definitely had playoff aspirations, but they've kind of backslid a little bit in in the standings as well and and now they're going to have to struggle to be able to get it in as a get in as a wild card team when you look at the schedule for the cardinals for a while uh, you were just so nervous i was nervous as a fan because it's very backloaded with with good teams uh with i mean you just face milwaukee the dodgers you've got a few series against the reds the mets the padres but all of a sudden, the series looks, or excuse me, this the schedule is starting to look a little bit different because you've made it not quite halfway through it, but you didn't completely fall on your face against the Dodgers. You fared all right against Cincinnati. You started out good against the Mets. The next series is against the Padres. We'll look more at them in a little bit, but they are not playing good baseball right now. Um, not not at all. Following that, it is a four-game set at Milwaukee. That's going to be difficult just because the Cardinals are going to have to face two out of three, if if the schedule holds, uh, two out of three of those monster arms, that three-headed monster that the Brewers have. But then two out of your last three series are against the Cubs. And, look, I know you certainly can't pencil in any wins, especially against a central division team, especially against an old-school rival, because the Cubs really don't have anything to play for right now. But if they had the option if they could possibly play spoiler at the end of the season, you know they'd love that. You know they'd love to celebrate that. Because why would you not? You win one of those last two series. 
maybe you keep the Cardinals out of the playoffs. That's something that you might could build on a little bit for for 2022. But uh, the Cardinals again that that last stretch now doesn't look quite as difficult as it did a couple weeks ago because you've already managed to navigate a little bit of it and and not not look awful in the meantime. Of course, we're going to talk uh, plenty of Cardinals with you today as we go through, you know, the options for this KavanaughCars.com question. Why we think the Cardinals could make the playoffs, why they could not make the playoffs, but uh, a lot else to come as well on the show. We'll check in with A-State when we come back. In fact, we've got a couple of clips to share with you from Arkansas State head football coach Butch Jones. So we'll dive into that when we return. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. We're the station that loves bat flips, transition threes, and end zone dances. One, two, three. It's Northeast Arkansas's sports station. 95.3 The Ticket. Join Workout Anytime Hilltop for their inaugural Fitness with a Purpose Autism Walk and 5K. Saturday, September 18th. This is an untimed 5K and family fun run with the race starting at 8 a.m. All profits will be donated directly to Autism Speaks. It's food, family, friends, fitness, and fun as Workout Anytime Hilltop celebrates their one-year anniversary. The inaugural Fitness with a Purpose Autism Walk and 5K. September 18th at 8 a.m. at Craighead Forest Park Pavilion for more info, search Workout Anytime Hilltop Jonesboro on social media or on raceroster.com. Has music started to sound different? Are you having to turn up the volume? At Ascent, we offer all hearing aid styles, including rechargeable, completely invisible, low-cost hearing aids. We're offering free in-office demonstrations of the latest rechargeable hearing aids. Come here for yourself. To take advantage of this special offer, call 870-393-5405 or visit AscentJonesboro.com. That's AscentJonesboro.com. Hi, this is Bob Moore with Moore Air Conditioning. AC issues in the summer interrupt your life in more ways than one. We're here to help. When you need your air conditioning repaired, you need it fast. Get more assurance with the Moore same-day guarantee. We'll send a licensed, trained, and background check technician to your home the same day you call or you don't pay a service fee. That's the Moore assurance guarantee. Creating comfort one home at a time. 870-336-2023. Near Ready Mix is a regional supplier of Ready Mix concrete serving eight counties in northeast Arkansas. High quality products with dependable service, residential, and commercial. Near Ready Mix is looking for qualified individuals to join our team with openings in Jonesboro, Paragold, and Blyville. Qualifications include DOT health card and CDL Class B with air break. New competitive pay structure sign-on bonus health care and 401k. Call 870-935-6327. Near Ready Mix, that's 935-6327. And like Near Ready Mix on on Facebook. Hatcher going deep down the right side looking for Hunt. This is tipped and caught, and T. Hunt is going to score. Touchdown, Arkansas State from 53 yards out. Butch Jones and the Red Wolves hit the road for the first time Saturday as they head to the Pacific Northwest to take on the Washington Huskies. And you can hear it all on your home for A-State football, 107.9 K-5. Coverage begins at 1220 with Wolfhouse, presented by Baird Auto Group, live from the Embassy Suites, Jonesboro. Then from Seattle, it's the Mid-South Ford Dealers Tailgate Show at 1. The Centennial Bank pregame at 2 and kickoff at 315. A-State football is sponsored in part by Hytro, Vision Care Center, First Security Bank, Hilltop Family Dentistry, JT White Hardware and Lumber, Crown Limousine, Magnet Motor Company, Elite Eye Care, Hijinx, Arkansas State University, Max Prairie Wings, NEA Golf Cars, Mr. T's, and Renner Communications. 
This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate hanging out with you today, 9303776. Of course, we've got plenty of football talk to throw at you through the course of the program, including a big national story that came out yesterday. But it's a baseball question for today's KavanaughCars.com poll. Will the Cardinals make the playoffs? Yes or no? All of a sudden, the standings have changed a lot over the past week or so and the Cardinals odds to make the playoffs today according to fan graphs are up to 18.5 percent now that's still only like a one in five chance but significantly higher than the 2.8 percent they were at one week ago today so <laughs> they do have a little bit of momentum on their side and of course those wild card standings are just all kinds of bunched up uh, at this point in time, nine three zero three seven seven six is the number to call. We're a little bit less than fifteen minutes away from a state head football coach Butch Jones taking the mic today for his weekly press conference. Usually about that time, we also start to see uh, depth charts come out as well. I would not expect anything significantly different on the depth chart. I, I feel like you know, third verse, same as the first. We're going to see an or there. Between the names of the Arkansas State quarterbacks, it'll still be, in my opinion, James Blackman or Lane Hatcher. Because even more so than last week, you know, Butch Jones has this thing going on right now where opposing defensive coordinators have to plan for both players. Because we've seen Jones in both games being willing to make the swap when he feels like his initial guy isn't quite moving the offense the way that he wants. So... Heck, why should he name a starter again (laughs) at this point? Keep the opposition on their toes as long as he, his coordinators, his players know who's going to be the guy. It'll be all right. Does it drive me a little bit nuts as fan? Yeah, of course it does. Of course we'd love to know. But you know what? Just keep doing what you do, Butch. Obviously, he's going to anyways. But, I mean, just honestly, just why not at, uh, at this point? Both of those guys, of course, uh, solid days on Saturday, although it was Blackman there at the end who threw for an absurd amount of yards in a very short amount of time and was the guy to actually close out the game uh, with that Hail Mary coming up just uh, just a little bit off to close out the game and what would have been another glorious comeback for A-State over Memphis, but it just wasn't quite in the cards. 55-50 was the final score on that one as A-State dropped to 1-1. One and one. And uh, first things first on his media call yesterday, with the Sun Belt Conference, Butch Jones just kind of gave uh, his general thoughts on that game, his recap of the loss for the Red Wolves. You know, first of all, very proud of our players. I thought, you know, we talked about being relentless uh, and a competitive spirit. I thought, you know, from a relentless standpoint, from a competitive standpoint, uh, we competed right to the end of the game. Uh, but, you know, did not do the things that you need to do to win football games, did not play winning football you know, it's just amazing. You look at it, you know, we win the time of possession by over 10 minutes, run 28 more plays than our opponent, win the turnover margin 2-0, to zero, and uh, still lose the football game. And I think it all comes down to explosive plays. We gave up way too many explosive plays. 
didn't make them drive the football. You know, I thought we have to get much better in special teams, you know, but again, very proud of our players and had an opportunity to, to win the game, win the game at the end of the game. And that's kind of was the thing that we talked about was getting the game in the fourth quarter, but came up short. But again, this is another week, a great challenge going on the road at Washington, a very hungry football team. Uh, now our players have to learn what it is to go prepare to play on the road in a hostile environment. So it'll be another uh, big challenge for us in moving forward. I think by this point in time, everybody's had a chance to go in and look at the quarterback stat lines, but we'll throw out a refresher anyways. Lane Hatcher, of course, starting the game on Saturday. He was 23 for 38. He threw for 276 yards, one touchdown. He was sacked a couple times. He also picked up uh, about uh, 20 or so rush yards um, on on the ground and, and scored a rushing a touchdown as well. Uh, with about 2 minutes and 32 seconds left to play in the third quarter, it was time for James Blackman to come in. And I forgot how many of his first, how many passes did he complete in a row before he had an incompletion? I don't remember off the top of my head, but I know I know his first three, he was like three for three for 158 yards or something just absurd uh, with his first three passes. But his stat line on the day, 19 for 29, 306 yards, four touchdowns, uh, did not take a sack. He did have a couple of carries for 10 yards. But, uh, of course, of course, Butch Jones, look, Butch Jones is going to be asking about his quarterbacks every single time he's got a microphone near him for the rest of the season but uh this is what he had to say about the way those guys played against memphis well i was really proud of james you know and again we're we're fortunate to have both lane and james and you know they're both very good quarterbacks and it was just you know a gut feeling at the time uh felt that our team needed a spark uh some of the things that that they were doing defensively i think required some of James' skill sets as well as being able to push the ball down the field. Uh, So, you know, to James' credit, just like Lane's credit last week, he was ready to go and answer the call and did provide the spark, created some big play opportunities for us, and then our receivers did a good job, obviously, of making plays. And, you know, I think the other thing within James' performance was, you know, he was able this week to get back in the pocket and set his feet he had a clean pocket, so again, can't speak enough about James and, and him being ready to go. And you know, just like last week, Lane did some good things as well uh, early on in the game. So, uh, you know, again, we're we're very fortunate to have both those individuals in our program. You know, Butch pointed out something there that we we didn't talk enough about yesterday. We maybe have not been talking about uh, enough of as fans. It's it's so easy now if you if you don't get your way or don't get your opportunity to shine, to just kind of shut it down and not focus on what's going on around you, the task and whatever. Both of these guys, Hatcher in week one and Blackman in week two, when they were called upon to come in, they were, man, they were beyond ready. They were ready to step up in that moment. Uh, They had obviously been paying attention to the defenses on the field so they could come in and have immediate success when they did have their opportunity. Uh, Both of them were supportive of their counterparts when when the other guy was out there on the field. And they need to be bragged on a whole lot more for that. Because, unfortunately, one of the things we've seen over the past couple years is sometimes when a starting guy loses his job, what happens? 
Three days later, his name is in the portal. And certainly has not been the case uh, with these two guys. When it's been the other guy's turn, they've been supportive. When it's been their turn, they have been very prepared, very ready to step in and lead the team. And it's been that's that's been a positive, a huge positive to see, although it obviously does not help with the controversy, competition, whatever you want to call it. Continuing here with uh, some comments from Butch Jones. Of course, uh, last week was our first opportunity to see Perry with the carry, which is one of my favorite unintentional rhymes in college football. Uh, he was out on the field in week one, but was just out there on special teams, did not get to actually touch the football. And when he came in last week, man, he just brought a spark. Uh, whether that was running the ball, he was able to pick up some some yards on the ground, which were tough to come by for A-State on Saturday night. But then he also hauled in a couple of, of passes as well. In fact, he had four receptions for 40 yards. One of those a 32-yard reception. So he just he made plays on Saturday. And Butch Jones was was ready to talk about him as well. Was really, really excited for Lincoln and proud of him because he did. He provided spark for us. And, you know, that was one of the things after the first game we said as a staff, you know, we got to get him in the game and get him involved early. And Lincoln's one of those individuals that plays exceptionally hard, is very quick, uh, down, downhill type running back, hits the hole, and he did. He provided a spark for us. Also did a good job in terms of the passing game as well and his involvement in terms of the pass game. So we're going to need more of that, more of his energy, uh, more of his competitiveness because it really does rub off on the entire team. Summing it all up, Butch Jones was asked to name something he was glad to see, something he was not as glad to see. So basically a, a pro and a con from Saturday's game in Memphis, and he had no problems immediately being able to think of a few of each. You know, from a positive standpoint, like I stated earlier, just, you know, the competitiveness. Our players competed. Uh, they hurt after the game. And, you know, that's a direct correlation to your investment in winning. And, you know, winning has no loyalties. You have to earn winning every single time. And, you know, before you can ever win a game, you have to not lose the game. And we made way too many mistakes. Right now, we lack attention to detail. Um, You know, we we don't have the focus and the intensity for 60 minutes as a football team that we need. And I think the big thing is just, you know, a consistent basis. And, you know, when you look at it, you know, it's one thing to, to look at it, but you got to know why it happened and what the players are thinking. And, and we're very close uh, from, from executing in all three phases. But, you know, it's everyone has one out of 11 and doing their part. And right now there's eight individuals. There's nine individuals doing their jobs. And we always talk about one wrong, all wrong. And, you know, we got to get those other two, three individuals. And, and it's all different individuals it's not one particular individual and that's why it's a great team game and a team sport is all individuals have to be working as one so i just think you know the focus the attention the detail um that that's the biggest thing with this team the fundamentals all those things that go into playing winning football that that's critical as we continue to move forward over the course of the next few days of course we'll start to turn our attention to washington and and, and look at the huskies Although uh, I think people are fairly aware of, of at least what happened in week one for Washington, if not week two, is they are 0-2 at this point in time. But 
Uh, Butch Jones is certainly not even about to count them out at this point in time. And as you can imagine, very complimentary and uh, trying to get his team very prepared for what's going to be a tough challenge in the Pacific Northwest. Well, I think there's a, a, first of all, there's a lot of things. It's another new step in this football team. And, you know, to be quite frank with you, we have not done a great job of, you know, kind of handling unknowns uh, right from, you know, the first day of workouts when we came here to the first day of spring ball to the first day of training camp to our first game of the first half. It's almost like we got to look around and be comfortable and then all of a sudden say, hey, we're going to be okay, and then and then we're able to function. Uh, so this is something new. Not only is it a road game, but an unfamiliar environment across the country, time change, everything that goes into it, and then the elements, forecast of rain and 60 degrees and all those things that are really uncontrollable factors. So we have to focus on the task at hand. But, you know, this is a really good football team. Um, you know, I think the, the thing that's lost in, in the storyline is they've played two really, really good football teams. And, you know, everyone looks at Montana. Well, Montana has been around for a long time. But Bobby does a great job with that program, and I know a lot about that program. And then obviously going on the road at Michigan. So they've played two very good football teams. They're going to be back at home. We know they're going to have to try to create some momentum and some energy, whether it's in the kicking game big splash plays on offense, getting after it on defense. And, you know, this is a Pac-12 team that's, you know, some people predicted a win in their conference. And they're very skilled. They're very talented. They're very big. Uh, so it's going to be a great challenge for us. He mentioned the weather there. Obviously, Seattle in a completely different climate than <laughs> the northeast Arkansas is. I'll be honest, I don't even think we we checked the weather last week. It was like, ah, it's going to be sunny and hot because we're in Arkansas and it's early September. But it's going to be a little bit of a different atmosphere when these teams are up in Seattle. I, I am a little bit concerned about this game because there is a there's a 60% chance of thunderstorms during that game window. And I, I'm not concerned about these guys getting wet. They're not going to melt. But when you have thunderstorms, what comes with thunder lightning and that's one of the biggest yeah. ways to to have some hiccups in your game day um, I forget the exact mileage vicinity that it is but you know if there is a lightning strike within a certain area around your campus then you got to hit pause for 30 minutes until the lightning stops and if there's another one will you reset the clock to another 30 minutes so um, it is about a 60 percent chance of scattered thunderstorms Right there at about uh, at about game time in Seattle, so um, I'm just crossing my fingers that that we won't have to see that. It, and it'll be interesting too in in seeing how Arkansas State would have to adjust their their game plan. I mean, this is a team that is so much better throwing the ball right now, and not that they will be incapable of throwing it in the rain. But I mean, it, is it going to be a light rain? Is it going to be a heavy rain? Are there going to be periods of both? kind of throw that factor in there as well and that's something else that um, Butch Jones and this team will have to prepare for so interesting stuff there uh, he should be getting ready to to take the mic and start up his weekly press conference so we've got all of the local A-State media members pulled up on social media to see if they have anything of note to pass along and we'll keep you updated there but we'll go ahead and hit pause here come back and get caught up on some national 
college football news right after the break here on the Workday Red Zone. Enter the Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie. Weekdays from noon to 2 on Northeast Arkansas's Sports Station. 95.3 The Ticket. Bigger bonuses. Increased starting pay. Linux Industries has 300 positions to fill and is now offering brand new seasonal shift incentives. Hiring bonuses from $2,000 for first shift and $2,500 for second shift. Starting pay from $15.25 on first to $16 per hour for second shift. Plus excellent benefits including full medical benefits and a free on-site clinic for employees and their families and an air-conditioned factory. Bigger bonuses, increased starting pay up to $16 an hour. Come join the Linux team, the leading HVAC company in America. Call 870-672-8161 or apply online at linuxinternational.com careers. Linux Industries is an equal opportunity employer. Hog prices back on the rise this hour. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Noon Market Report. September corn at 502 and a quarter, up five and a half. With December corn at 519 and three quarters, up six and a half. September soybeans at 1279, up six and a half. With November soybeans at 1287 and a half, up two and three quarters. September wheat at 677 and a quarter, up two and three quarters. December wheat at seven and a quarter, up 13 and a quarter. October cotton at 9416, down 25. December cotton at 9351, up 70. September rice at 1332 and a half unchanged. November rice at 1364 and a half, up nine and a half. Moving on to livestock now. October live Cali 12437 and a half up 210. December live Cali 12980 up 265. September feeder Cali 15485 up 265. October feeder Cali 15777 and a half up 232 and a half. October lane hogs at 8127 and a half up 50. With December hogs at 7370 up 32 and a half. That's your EAB Noon Market Report brought to you by Farmers and Merchants Bank. Field tested and farmer approved. Farmers and Merchants Bank history is deeply rooted in agriculture. We understand farming and the importance of properly funding the way you produce and market your products. Whether it's operations, land, equipment, or facilities, make this year the one to grow on with Farmers and Merchants Bank. Find us online at mebanking.com. Field tested, farmer approved. Farmers and Merchants Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender. There's no doubt about it. Being informed is key in the business of agriculture. You need the best return on your investment, and we're here to help. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson with the EAB Ag Network. Each and every weekday, we'll keep you informed with the latest news that affects our region and market prices as well. Stay tuned for reports on this EAB Ag Network radio station several times each weekday. The EAB Ag Network, keeping local farmers and ranchers in the know. We all know ticks suck blood, but even a tiny tick can make you super sick. When you're outdoors, wear protective clothing and an EPA-registered insect repellent. And remember to check for ticks everywhere. Go to TickSuck.org for more information. TickSuck.org. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Karen Cade with you, 930-3776 is the number to call. Cavanaughcars.com question for you today. Will the St. Louis Cardinals make the playoffs? Yes or no? I know most of you on the no bandwagon, but we'll continue to check in on our poll throughout the day. And, of course, you can weigh in with us on the phones or on social media as well. Thought about asking you guys, you know, who should be USC's 
new head coach because that is the major topic around college football today nationally. But I figured I'd probably get a lot of trolling answers, so I didn't want to do that. Uh, The big news yesterday, though, of course, uh, Clay Hilton out at USC, which was... (laughs) It's, it's such an interesting deal for, for so many reasons. He's been the head coach at USC from 2015 to 2021. And it feels like sometime around like November of 2016, he landed on the hot seat. And there were times where the temperature was tepid. And there were times when the temperature was scalding. But he, he's been on the hot seat for about five years. And finally... USC, you know what, says we're, we're done. Uh, we've got some new leadership at the top. So we would like a, a change in leadership around football. So two games into the season, Clay Hilton is out at USC. Uh, Mike Bond is their AD. He put out that decision yesterday. And, of course, that comes just a couple of days after the Trojans did not play good against Stanford. This isn't Stanford like when Andrew Luck was there. Stanford yeah. Stanford hasn't, they're a good team. They, they've had success or a great program, but, but this is not a Stanford team that's going to finish in the top of the Pac-12. This is not a Stanford team that has, I don't even know if this team has Pac-12 aspirations, let alone national title aspirations. And if you're at USC, you have both of those all of the time. So not just losing, but getting embarrassed at home, by Stanford, by two touchdowns in a game that was not as close as it looked on the scoreboard, was eventually the final straw for USC. Uh, His buyout is in the $12 million range, according to ESPN's Chris Lowe, because he's under contract until the 2023 season. And as for uh, right now, what's going on, Dante Williams is serving as the interim head coach. But it's just, again, it's, it's, it's a weird deal. It feels like at the end of the past three or four seasons, we've seen USC leadership have to put out some kind of statement in support of Helton. Yeah. Uh, it, it just always seems like this has just been a matter of time. And finally, that, that time has, has come. Uh, everybody's already started throwing out names and all of that, and there's some interesting ones out there, but... Just to, to flash back here on on Helton's time with the program, I mean, it's actually a fascinating story if you are an Arkansas State fan because there's a lot of different, have been a lot of twists and turns along the way to, to Arkansas State's early success in the 2010s, but Clay Helton was a part of that story. Um, if, you're, if you're a new A-State fan, you might not realize that in 2010, you know, head coach Steve Roberts was out looking for an offensive coordinator. And he had two finalists, Hugh Freeze and Clay Helton. And he ultimately went with Helton. And Hugh Freeze left the area and decided to become the offensive coordinator at San Jose State. Well, next thing you know, Lane Kiffin, long before he was ever worried about getting left on a tarmac, Hmm was hired to be the head coach of USC. And then he decided to bring in Helton as a quarterback's coach. So Helton was an Arkansas State employee for somewhere in the neighborhood of 51 days before joining Lane Kiffin's staff. Well, then I think everybody's fairly familiar with what happened in in Jonesboro. 
Steve Roberts went with his backup, which was Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze spent a year as the offensive coordinator, was promoted to head coach in 2011, and yada, yada, yada. Everybody knows how the story goes after that. But Helton, an interesting name in that A-State development. Uh, but now he's, he's out. 46-24 and 24 was his record as the Trojans coach, and that included a Rose Bowl win at the end of 2016. But now uh, one of the, I guess, I, I would not call this a top-tier job in college football, but one of the most high-profile jobs in college football is open. All the time when jobs like this open, people are like, oh, let's rank the jobs in college football, and this job is better than this job. And the best job in college football is, in my opinion, not Texas or no, USC or Notre yeah. Dame or Alabama. Yeah. Yes, you have an insane amount of resources. And yes, you can go out and recruit some really good players. But you, but, but with that comes an insane amount of expectations. Yeah, the, the expectations are to a point where they can't be met. Just Almost, about, yeah. yeah. When you look at what's next, of course, pretty much every college football insider is throwing out some names. Uh, there are some fascinating ones out there. There are some members of the USC fan base that, that want uh, Lane Kiffin back, which is fascinating. Yeah, that's I, that's not going to happen for no. a lot of reasons. First off, you're not going back to a place that left you on a tarmac and fired you the way that they did. Exactly, exactly. But it's kind of fun to talk about. <laughs> yeah, there was, uh, I think Cole Kublik released the odds for the next USC head coach, and Lane Kiffin was like 17th on the odds Okay, list. okay. So James Franklin is pretty high up there, though. Uh, looking at, I've got a list here from Bruce Feldman, who covers college football for The Athletic. Uh, his top names are Mario Cristobal at Oregon, of course, who was um, a, a name that's going to be familiar to Sunbelt fans as well as he was at FIU like the one time they were good. And then he had a not good season the year after that, and they fired him for reasons that are still incomprehensible. But he's one of the top names on the list. Of course, uh, pretty much any time a top-tier job is going to be open for a while, Cincinnati's Luke Fickle is going to be on the list uh, because of of just what he's done there at Cincinnati. Matt Campbell of Iowa State is getting some love because of what he's done in Ames. Uh, and then uh, James Franklin is mentioned. Those are some of the guys out there right now. Of course, there are people that are ready to get some guys either out of retirement or out of the NFL. Uh, you know Urban Meyer's name is going to be thrown out there just because. Yeah. Um, Bob Stoops' name is going to be thrown out there because. But that is um, that is some of the latest names there in terms of the college football carousel going on at USC. Wade is with us on the phone. How are you? I'm I'm well. Poor poor Coach Helton. It's Helton, right? Yes. That's his name. Yeah. Poor Coach Helton. Yeah, they're fixing to buy him out to the tune of ten million. There, give or take. Okay. Uh, twelve million. I mean, it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, even if they negotiate, okay, I'll leave for ten. I'll leave for eight and a half. Whatever. Uh, wow, that's amazing. Um, did I see also where Texas A&M's already given their coach like a two million dollar bump? And he's at like nine point five. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. did do something crazy earlier in the season with Jimbo Fisher already. Wow. So I guess they're really, you know, they don't want to mess around. They don't. They don't want to be in the carousel. They just want to go ahead and lock him down, potentially. Yeah. So, much for um, so what is what is Saban making now? Oh, I don't know. An absurd amount of nine and a half million dollars, probably. So do you think probably uh, on a commercial break, Coach Saban walked into? 
the chancellor's office and said, hey, we need to talk about my contract. There's somebody that's, you know, gotten too close to it. Oh, yeah, they just – he probably – I wonder if – I'm if, pretty sure he has, like, a lifetime contract now, yeah. doesn't he? I wonder yeah. almost if, like, he's got some kind of clause in his contract that if anybody in college football gets within, like, $500,000 of his salary, he just automatically gets a raise. <laughs> it's uh, it's really awesome. I saw they, they were doing a, a conference and uh, uh, a press conference with the coach. You may have seen it. And they were talking about the players they had in the NFL. And I guess it's, like, 70 or so. It's a lot of active players. And he said – yeah, I, I, I send out like I guess like a group te- a, a group text, but I can't text all of my players that are in the NFL. I mean, he was very nice about it, but it was also kind of like a subtle punch. Like you know, we have I, I, I can't you know I don't have time in a, in a, in, a, in one setting to sit down and, and text was, all of my players that are currently in the NFL. It was a humble That's, brag. Uh, a humble brag is what it's called. That's totally what Nick Saban did. The aw shucks, we're just Alabama. Look at our eight million players in the NFL. That's just amazing. There, there. You think there will ever be another coach locking? I mean, he's. I mean, gosh. Man, he set such a high bar in terms of of our generation of of coaches that. I mean, somebody will because forever is a long time for not for nobody right. to be able to to get to that mark again, but. It's just hard to envision one somebody being able to hit the level he's at, and then two somebody being able to top it. It's I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty awesome. Hey, uh, can we talk uh, real quick expansion rumors? Sure. So um, I saw where some analysts had basically divvied up like CUSA and Arkansas State, and that would put us basically, of course, east the west of the Mississippi. So that would pretty dramatically changed the people we're in conference with right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're just going by geography, I don't like that at all. Um, I mean, I understand geography and everything, but I hope we'll be able to stay with the ULL. And uh, I know Appalachian State's kind of scattered out, but uh, if they had to pick, I know they're floating around three or four names. Do you think those are serious uh, rumors that they're you know looking for three or four, that they're aggressively going for three or four uh, teams? And if so, who do you think they are? And I'll hang up and listen. All right, thanks. You guys do a great job. Thanks, Thank Wade. you guys. To, go Red Wolves. Thanks, Wade. To answer the question before we go to break here, yeah, I do think the Sun Belt is looking because that's been reported by so many different places that I truly believe it. But no, I do not think that the Sun Belt is looking to. They'll stay in the Sun Belt footprint. They're not going to go out and try and recruit Boise or Eastern Michigan or anything. But, but all of these, I don't understand all of these geographical realignment things that come out. Because what have we learned over and over and over and over and over again? What drives college athletics, particularly college football, is revenue. It's money. And a league that has UTSA and UTEP and A-State and the Cajuns, what are you getting out of that? The Sun Belt is in a good place right now, and it has no need to split itself up in half just so somebody can be in a league with FAU. I get that the the geography is not perfect in terms of the Sun Belt. Texas State and Boone are not close. But we will not see a split that is driven solely by geography. It will not happen. we got to hit pause. We'll be right back here on the Workday Red Zone. We are the station that always has our howl on. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. 95.3. The Ticket.
I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Fan bases arguably have more power in college football than any other sport. Boosters help pay for the programs, and fans are loud enough to make the administration miserable if they aren't on board with a head coach. And that's why it's surprising Clay Helton lasted as long as he did at USC. After the Trojans' 14-point home loss to Stanford on Saturday, they had enough, and they fired Clay Helton. He started out with promise, helping provide stability after a tumultuous exit from Steve Sarkeesian, but the team has been disappointed as of late. The Pete Carroll glory days, that's a long time ago. USC hasn't even been close since he left. There's no reason USC shouldn't be elite. Southern California can challenge any area in the country for talent. They're just not staying close to home. Associate head coach Dante Williams will take over on an interim basis and maybe he can salvage what was once a promising season. If not, it's back to the drawing board for a program with high expectations and very, very low results. I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise. Chances are you're probably in your car right now, and that means at some point you're going to have to fill up that gas tank. Why not get cash back when you do? The free GetUpside app does just that. It gives you cash back on every gallon you buy. And right now, use the promo code FOOTBALL. You'll receive an extra $0.25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up, and that can be 5 bucks or more back in your wallet. The GetUpside app is easy to use. Just claim the cash back offer at the gas station you want, Pay with your card, check in, and boom, you're earning cash back for just buying gas. Do yourself a favor. Download the GetUpside app right now. Make sure you use the promo code FOOTBALL to earn that extra $0.25 per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. Start earning cash back every time you fill up with GetUpside. And remember that promo code is FOOTBALL. An extra $0.25 per gallon cash back. GetUpside. Promo code FOOTBALL. Have a great time and the chance to win a whole lot of money and most importantly support our beloved disabled American veterans on September 25th and 26th at the Hooked on Lake Dardanelle Big Bass Tournament. Go to Get5Bass.com. That's Get, the number 5, Bass.com to register today with hourly payouts and a grand prize of $5,000. This two-day tournament is growing into one of the largest tournaments in Arkansas to benefit true American heroes, our disabled American veterans. Of course, none of this would be possible without our incredible sponsors, including Entergy, Grant Payroll Inc., Tyson, Russellville A&P, Blue Cross Blue Shield, 5J Electric, Spurgeon Southern Auto Supply, Browns Catfish, and Garver Aviation. Come fish with a purpose on September 25th and 26th. Join us for a special Friday night dinner before the tournament from 5 to 7. Go to Get5Bass.com. That's Get, the number 5, B-A-S-S.com, and join us to support our disabled American veterans. This ad paid with state and regional funds. Um, hello? Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Welcome back. Let's go right to the phone line where Chuck has been waiting patiently. Chuck, thanks for holding. How you doing? I'm doing good, Kara. How about yourself? Hey, doing great. Thanks for shouting at us today. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, uh, you talking about USC, but first of all, I'm going to answer your uh, your question of the day. Sure. If you can keep the TMC from talking about the Cardinals, they will make <laughs> the playoffs. All right. But uh, as far as everybody I'm seeing, man, you're not really seeing no big names, really, except for Luke Fickle and... and uh, 
James Franklin is anybody that's done anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if people get really enamored in college football with with sexy names. Like, I don't know who a high-profile coach is out there is that has had a ton of success that would want to leave um, what is probably the stable environment of their current school and venture out to Hollywood. I don't, I don't know yeah. if there's a lot of those guys out there that would be willing to do that right now. I think that's why we're seeing guys like Kyle Whittingham on this list and like Matt Campbell Matt Cam- on this list. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Matt Campbell has turned the Iowa State around. Sure. But, I mean, but what what has he really done? I mean, he has not won a Big 12 championship, right or wrong. Uh, Right. And, you know, and Greg Schiavone or whatever his name is that was our defensive coordinator is now at Rutgers. I mean, he was a big name before he went to the NFL. Yeah, Shiano has only had success at Rutgers. (laughs) Right, right. You know, it just don't make no sense to me. I mean, yes, this guy wasn't – I mean, have you looked at his record at um, USC? Who, Helton? Oh, boy, yes. I mean, what did we say earlier? Somewhere in the neighborhood of 46 and 24? Yeah. I mean, that is not a bad record, man. It's, Some schools would give anything to have that. Yeah. I well, mean, that's not a losing record, you know? But USC that's eight, nine is ball a, games a year. But, Chuck, would, right. you be, would you be happy with that as an Ohio State fan if that was your coach's record? Not, no, I wouldn't. Not, 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 oh, really not for a second you would be. And, and but, USC okay, has Chris, those aspirations, though. Right. But let me tell you this. Okay, Ryan Day is a great coach. Mm-hmm. Or a good coach. Okay? Okay. He is a very good coach. And I will give Ryan Day that. But you let him lose to the team up north and see how quick his stock <laughs> goes down. <laughs> Yeah, you know that. I mean, that's the reason why Cooper only made it. I think like eleven or uh, ten or eleven years, or maybe may not even been that much. You know, yeah, it's because he kept losing to the team up north. They were not. It don't matter how bad our season is. If we beat that team, we had a great season. Yeah. You know, just like no matter how bad their season is and we're having a great season and they beat us, hey, they had a great season. I mean, that's just how it goes. But I don't know, but I hear music in the background, Kara. I appreciate y'all taking my call. Y'all have a great day and go Buckeyes and go Red Wolf. Hey, thanks for shouting at us, Chuck. We appreciate the phone call. appreciate you tuning in. Hey, guess what? We've got another hour to go. Who knows? Maybe somebody else will throw out some other USC coaching potential names in the second hour of the program. I do know uh, we will talk with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, at one thirty. so looking forward to that. And we have a week three depth chart for A-State football. We'll share it with you when we return. Keep it here on The Ticket.
This is Will Oswald with your Tuesday Ticket Sports Update from KNEA. Brian Timmel plans to tire service. Some Bell Conference honors for Tuesday State Volleyball standouts this morning as the Red Wolves outside hitter Macy Putt named the Sun Belt Conference Offensive Player of the Week. Junior Tatum Tickner, the libero for the Red Wolves, named Defensive Player of the Week for their efforts in the SEMO Invitational in Cape Girardeau over the weekend. Putt with 65 kills, including a career-high 30 against Missouri-Kansas City. While Tickner had 24 or more digs in each of the Red Wolves' three matches, he also had six aces on the weekend, four of those against Marshall. In baseball, another gem from Adam Wainwright as the Cardinals won the series opener against the Mets in New York. 7-0 last night. Wayno giving up just four hits in six innings of work. Three relievers combined to allow just two more hits the rest of the way. Harrison Bader, three for four. Paul Goldschmidt and Tyler O'Neill each went two for four at the plate. And Yanni, three for four on the night. Game two of the series tonight with the pregame at 5-15 on 95.9 The Wolf. Four tires in one hour. That's guaranteed at Plaza Tire Service and that's the latest from the ticket. Hey, it's Brandon Baxter for Elite Men's Health in Jonesboro. Guys, if you want to lose weight and get in shape for summer, you need to go by Elite Men's Health. We've all heard the talk about how women's hormones change as they get older, but guys, guess what? That happens to us too. Most men begin to see a drop in testosterone by the age of 30 and some even before that. So why put in all that hard work if your testosterone isn't working for you? I mean, it's going to be harder to lose weight, to burn fat, and perform at your peak if your testosterone level is too low. If you feel run down and tired all the time, if you feel like you have less strength or less endurance, and if you're struggling to lose weight, you might have low testosterone. Elite Men's Health worked for me. My free testosterone level is up over 300%. Go by Elite for an evaluation, and if your T-levels are low, let them develop a plan that's perfect for your body. If you want to feel like you did when you were in your late teens and early 20s, head to Elite Men's Health. In their new location, 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Rob Taylor State Farm. Or check out EliteMensHealth.com. Is it finally time to pull the trigger on a new golf cart? Or is the cart you currently have struggling to make it around the course? Let NEA Golf Cars and Paracool get you rolling. Come by and see the selection of Onward Cars by Club Car. And then you can finish your new ride out with original Club Car accessories. NEA Golf Cars also is used cars from a variety of brands and can also take care of your current cart with accessories, tires, wheels, batteries, tune-ups, and more. Go by and see them on Highway 49 North or call them at 236. NEA Golf Cars in Paragool. Colson Group USA is the largest manufacturer of caster and wheel products, responsible for the most trusted and highest quality mobility solutions available in the world today. Colson Group Jonesboro is building a state-of-the-art facility and looking for qualified individuals to join our team. Maintenance techs, assembly operators, order pickers, and forklift operators. Average starting pay is $18 an hour. Climate-controlled environment, great benefits, and a four-day work week with weekends off. Visit our website at colsongroupusa.com and click the careers tab. Apply today. That's colsongroupusa.com. What are you looking for in a dentist? Experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology. You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Dental now at 393-5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393-5330. Brooklyn Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 North in Brooklyn. Attention, members and guests. Make plans for Live with the Red Wolves Wednesday night from 7 to 8 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join head coach Butch Jones along with a special player guest and listen along on 107.9 K-Fine and the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers.
Oscars. It's all at Lost Pizza Wednesday night at 7 during Live with the Red Wolves presented by the Arkansas Department of Health and sponsored by Angie Gallagher of the United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, Crown Limousine, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson. You're listening to KNEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara Ritchie, Cade Carlton all settled in for the second hour of the program here on a Tuesday. Thanks for hanging out. Phone line's going to be open a lot this hour at 930-3776. And for our KevinOnCars.com question today, we're asking you, will the Cardinals make the playoffs? St. Louis Cardinals, just in case there was any, any confusion. I know we are really super I don't think we football ever. football heavy right now, but we are not we are not asking you about the Arizona. Cardinals. I don't know if we've ever talked about the Arizona Cardinals on this station. I feel like surely <laughs> at one point in time in the last five years of this program, we have at least said the words Arizona and Cardinals in the same sentence at, yeah. at least once. Like probably when we were talking about another game, <laughs> or we were talking about like one of one of our guys' opponents or something. But I feel fairly confident we have at least. At one point in time, mentioned the Arizona Cardinals. I would set the over-under at two and a half. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty good. Yeah, it's probably a pretty good estimate. But again, uh, today's question, St. Louis Cardinals, will they make the playoffs? Uh, right now, 73% of you leaning with no. And hey, I, look, I get it. There's still, uh, you know, the Reds are right there with them. Uh, the Padres are right there with them. Actually, tied with the Padres, Reds are a half game ahead. And the Cardinals' odds to make the playoffs are 18.5%, according to fan graphs. And even though, a, uh, not A-State, excuse me, St. Louis has kind of navigated this tough stretch of games okay so far, uh, there is still a whole lot more of it to come. There's still the rest of this series with the Mets. Then after that, it's the Padres. Then beginning September the 20th, it's a four-game series against the Brewers, who are certainly not... You always wonder with a really good team, at what point in time they kind of put it a little bit in, in autopilot to get ready for a postseason run. Brewers certainly have not done that at this point. So they're still chugging along. Uh, and then uh, another series with the Brewers at the end of September as well. So still a tough slate for the rest of the season for the Cardinals. But nine three zero three seven seven six. Don't want to get too sidetracked because we did tell you before the break that we would take a look at the Week 3. Arkansas State depth chart again as Butch Jones is going through his daily media duties and uh, addressing questions from the A-State media contingent. But uh, hat tip to voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, who's going to join us here in 30 minutes as he sent us the depth chart. Friends, you're not going to believe this. Brace yourselves. There is an oar on the offense. In fact, the quarterback is listed as number one, James Blackman, or number three, 
Lane Hatcher. I know. Brand new information. Who would have thunk it? Uh, I mean, if you didn't think it was going to look like this and you haven't been paying attention, to be honest with you, this is absolutely what this depth chart was going to look like. Uh, there are just there's just a couple small tweaks to the depth chart. Looking at it overall, uh, when we compare it to last week, uh, you know, going back to Saturday, Justin Dutton was out at right guard. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what exactly they described his injury as, and I apologize that I can't remember if it was something that was, you know, just looking like it was going to keep him out for a game or two, or if it was something more significant. Heck, I don't remember to be honest with you if it was upper body or lower body. Um, but but Dutton was out, and Ernie Ramirez started at right guard in his place. So he's actually listed this week as the number one guy at right guard, and then Justin Dutton is listed as his backup. One other change on the depth chart is at the cornerback spot, where um, last week you had the starters listed as Jarius. Um, sorry, I apologize. I lost last week's depth chart. Scrolling here, everybody talk amongst themselves. But uh, Denzel Blackman, Blackwell was listed as a starter last week at corner, and this week it's Sammy Johnson and, and Jarius listed as your two starters. So that's really it, and it's still the same four guys on the two deep, in Romanic and in Blackwell and Johnson and Jones. There's just a slight shift of how they're listed. Other than that. Every single name on that depth chart is in the same exact place that it was last week. No other changes. So right guard and corner are your only two spots that are even the slightest bit different. That does mean, of course, that there's a good chance that this week's running back depth chart will again be irrelevant. Um, (laughs) Alan Lamar is listed as your starter. Marcel Murray is listed as your backup. Lincoln Perry is not listed on the depth chart at all except for as a returner. And look, we know for a fact, I feel very, very confident and saying we're going to see Lincoln Perry out there at running back some against Washington. He was just such a good offensive spark for the team. And then also, the news that goes hand-in-hand with that that is not as good, because Perry has definitely played his way into some time out there on the field, I don't think Marcel Murray's healthy. And that just, it stinks. It stinks that he wasn't out there last week. You really do wonder, you know, he was out there in week one. Don't know what happened between Saturday the 4th and Saturday the 11th. I, I don't know if he'll be back on the 18th or the 25th. I don't know if this is a situation where he's where he's tweaked it. The ankle, I don't, I don't know if, you know, this is just a situation where he's never honestly, no matter how he feels in the preseason, ever going to be truly healthy again. I have no idea. But I know that obviously, and you all know this as well because you watch this game, he, he was not out there on Saturday. And I believe he could have made a little bit of a difference. I mean, not the type of difference where A-State is out there running for 295 yards like Memphis yeah. was. But I do think he could have provided enough of a spark that at the beginning of the game, you know, in the first quarter, A-State would not have averaged 1.1 yards per carry think we could have seen a, a little bit more than that early if Marcel had had those opportunities but you know what it could have should have if he's if he's not healthy you don't want to do anything to to try and rush him back try and, and hurt him even more because ideally they do find a way to get him healthy ideally he's back say maybe for conference play 
because he's he's a huge addition. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows the type of talent that he has. So, we take a moment to cross your fingers or knock on wood or knock on your noggin or whatever it is that you try and do to get some good mojo going. Because I hope he gets some headed his way so that he can come back and, and contribute this season. Looking around, seeing if there are other news and, and notes coming out from Butch Jones' presser. Nothing nothing significant that I'm looking at in tweets here from Mitchell Gladstone of the Democrat Gazette and Chris Hutchinson of KIT Sports. There is a comment. Uh, Butch Jones was asked about Adam Jones and his first touchdown reception. Actually, I think his, his maybe his first catch, period. But it was kind of funny because on the 107.9 K-Fine postgame, Saturday night, Joel Cox asked Butch, hey, you know, last thing, your son gets in the end zone. <laughs> Almost felt bad for Adam Jones because Butch was like, uh, the way you said it made it sound like oh, I didn't even notice. I was just trying to make sure that we were set on defense the next play and we were ready to go and make the comeback. But he elaborated a little bit more on it on it today um, because he is working with his two son- sons. And this quote here that Mitchell Gladstone tweets out, quote, I had one of those 30-second dad moments when you've got your oldest son who is coaching and is following you and you've got your middle son who is playing for you. So a cool moment there for the Jones family. I I hope at least Coach Jones has been able to go back and watch that play a few times and and high-five Adam Jones for being able to make that catch. Cool little little moment. Uh, That's uh, the latest there going on with Arkansas State football. And uh, I guess while this was our first... Full weekend of American football with a full slate of high school, college, and NFL action. There's actually been, you know, pro action going on in America's hat for almost two months. Of course, that means that it's time to head to your nearest Tim Hortons to turn up your maple syrup and make it bubble. It's the CFL update. Meant to do this in hour one, actually, but... Phone lines were busy, which was awesome. And we had a lot of stuff to talk about, and also I kind of forgot it. But that's okay. First things first, bad news, good news when it comes to A-State alums on active rosters this week. On the one hand, Calgary's Chris Odom has landed back on the one-game injured list, which stinks. But on a positive note, Justin McKinnis, is finally active for Saskatchewan after spending six games on the one-game injured list, which still doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. That's how they do it in Canada. However, McKinnis did not appear in the box score for the Rough Riders, and they could have used him. They lost 33-9 to to Winnipeg, which, fun fact, Winnipeg has been voted the Slurpee capital of the world for 20 years in a row. I can't understand why you would want a Slurpee in winter in one of the five coldest cities in the world. But you know what? You do you, Manitobans. Manitobians. Manitobogans. I don't... One of those. Moving on! In a pleasant surprise for Week 6, Calgary was not terrible as they topped Edmonton 32-16 to pick up their second win. By the way, this rivalry is called the Battle of Alberta. Which isn't really as cool as the paint bucket bowl, but I guess they're just not that creative in Canada, so it is what it is. Anywho, Cody Grace punted eight times 
in this game and averaged 47.2 yards per punt. A-State's only other active alum, Money Hunter, was idle last weekend. His Alouettes returned to action Saturday, hosting British Columbia. And that is this week's CFL update. I guess I could tell you what the other guys are doing, by the way, though. Because Ronnie Bingham and uh, Kyle Wilson boast on the practice squad for Hamilton. Who else is up there? I started talking, then I forgot. Kevin Thurman. Still on the practice squad for British Columbia. Let's see. Odom, Grace, Hunter, McKinnis, Wilson, Bingham, Thurman. That's seven, right? That's who's up there. Seven guys. So, all right. Figured it out. Let's take a break. (laughs) (laughs) Sharoda. I almost forgot for a second. I forgot how many there were. forgot where they were, what their status was. Might should have wrote that down. That's all right. Uh, we'll come back. And I'll tell you what. We'll dive into more on this KavanaughCars.com question when we return. Keep it here with us on The Ticket. We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 95.3 The Ticket on Facebook. And follow us at 95.3 The Ticket on Twitter. Hey, Red Wolves fans. D&D Advertising has the new 2021 football schedules ready, and you can pick them up at these fine business locations. Ms. Pip Spa, Boyle Property Inspections, First Choice Home Care, Whitehurst Heating and Air, LLC, Meadows Construction, Pocahontas Auto Body, J&K Lawn and Tree Service, Superior Termite and Pest Control, Wind Lake Furniture and Appliance, Collins services southern roofing and renovations speaks electric anderson led signs kaya's tent rentals green spray foam insulation clark's tutoring our pets animal hospital beyond therapy counseling for all ages monette will and pump and intersect 311 apartments please patronize these fine businesses as they are an asset to the community dnd advertising enterprises is not licensed affiliated with or endorsed by any university sports institution or program unless specifically stated in writing no proceeds from any of the funds collected for your ad will be given to any educational institution or sports team. We are not responsible for any schedule changes made after printing. I just want to say thank you to all of our customers for all that you do for us at Glen Sign. Thank you for your business, sending us customers, and your friendship. All of our Glen Sign families want to say thank you and will always be there for you, sales and service. We realize that you have a choice of dealerships, but no one appreciates your business like we do, and we have since 1954. Glen Sign and God bless our troops. Yard Envy. It's a real thing. A guy three houses down has an amazing yard. Why can't my lawn look lush and healthy? Well, he uses J&K Lawn and Tree Service. Whether the job is large or small, commercial or residential, J&K Lawn and Tree Service offers incredible lawn care. Call 870-897-1329 today. Overgrown hedges, troublesome trees, or unwanted stumps, J&K can take care of that too with tree removal, trimming, and fertilizing too. J&K also has a 10% discount for seniors and veterans. Call 870-1329. Make your lawn the best on the block with J&K. Experience meets innovation at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. After more than 135 years of servicing our East Arkansas communities, we are the region's largest independently owned bank. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas continues to invest in new products and services to best serve all our banking customers. This year, we've rolled out mobile pay technology, enabled mobile depositing from wherever you are, and a new roundup savings feature to help you take charge of your savings. Come and see what's new at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, member FDIC. 
You've got a lot riding on how well your car gets repaired. When you choose Stadium Auto Body after an accident, you know you've chosen the best body shop in Northeast Arkansas. Stadium Auto Body is iCar Gold Class certified, meaning our auto body professionals have current, up-to-date training that contributes to complete, safe, and quality repairs. Accidents happen. We're what happens next. Stadium Auto Body in Jonesboro and StadiumAutoBody.com. Stadium Auto Body, take care of you. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Karen and Kate hanging out. 930-3776 asking you if the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs. Yes or no? By the way, some news from baseball. Ryan Braun has retired? Yeah, I thought he was retired. I (laughs) did not know he was playing this year. Uh, I wanted to share that with the group because it caught me off guard, to be honest with you. Uh, But... uh, We'll table the Ryan Braun talk cheater. Uh, anyways, uh, right now, looking at the KavanaughCards.com question, uh, you all are saying 74% of you leaning with no in terms of the Cardinals able to make it in. And that question brought to you each day by our friends at KavanaughCars.com. Um, all of their inventory is there for you online. So they make finding the perfect vehicle for you about as easy and as painless as possible. Um, You can go through, of course, and search their new inventory, search their used inventory, search by year, make, model, body style, uh, whatever helps you pick out that perfect vehicle. It's all there for you at KavanaughCars.com. Cardinals on, you know, a little bit of a roll. I mean, look, they've won three in a row. They've won five out of their last six. Uh, They've done so against some decent teams in Cincinnati and the Dodgers. So they're feeling a little bit of momentum. And then last night, in New York, they had their guy on the mound in what was a really rare matchup of, of pitchers in their 40s. Adam Wainwright continued to just look solid. It If something miraculous happens this season and the Cardinals, A, make it into the playoffs, which is still not very likely, and B, even less likely have any kind of deep playoff run, you have to give, you know, the Cardinals MVP for this season to Adam Wainwright. And it's it's not close. I don't even know who else is in the competition in terms of just what they have meant day in and day out for this team. Right now, every fifth day when he takes the mound, everybody on that roster has to feel like, hey, we're going to win today. Because, one, he's done that in five straight games. And then, just two, he's been on such an insane tear lately for this club he's pretty much a lock at this point in time to go out and at least get a quality start so that bullpen knows that every five days they're going to get a little bit of rest and heck there's been multiple times where he's flirted with a complete game just what he has done this year has been insane uh to look back more recently at just a couple the past couple months Corey Miller says that in 18 starts since June 9th, so I said a couple months, but that's three months and five days. Since June 9th, the Cardinals have only lost three games 
that Adam Wainwright has started. In that span, his ERA is 2.18. That is, regardless of age, a remarkable run. Adam Wainwright won't win the Cy Young this year. There are better pitchers, and and we all know that. But he's going to get votes, and he's going to deserve every single last one of those. It has just been incredible what he has done, and he's every time I know that I was ready to just say, all right, the season is over for this team. There's no way they can come back from this blown loss and this gut punch and whatever, this, that, and the other. It seems like it just so happens that Adam Wainwright has started the next game. And then what happens after that? All of a sudden, the team gets back in the win column. And next thing you know, this team has real legitimate momentum. Now, it's still not a good team. (laughs) It's not. And I'm not going to try and lie and tell you that today, that the reason the Cardinals are going to go to the playoffs is because they're a good team. They've got flaws everywhere. And I still have no idea who should be the closer at this point in time because nobody is exactly lights out in that role. But when you look at the wild card race right now in the National League, everybody has significant problems. And the Cardinals aren't going to get into the playoffs because they're good. They're going to get into the playoffs because everybody else is just possibly a little bit worse. The wheels have obviously fallen off for the Padres. Just about as much as they could fall off. I mean, this was supposed to be, this year going into this year, we were supposed to watch the Dodgers and the Padres battle for that top spot in the West. And it was supposed to be epic. And for like a month, it was. But then next thing you know, now the Giants have become, what, did they, they became the first team to clinch a playoff spot, did they not? Yes, Yeah, they clinched a playoff spot last night, yeah. So the Giants are going to the playoffs. The Dodgers, who were in first base, place in the, the NL West for like two days, have kind of came down to earth just a little bit. The Padres have fallen off a cliff, and they are somewhere in the neighborhood of 17 games behind the Dodgers in the standings, which is wild. They've already had to fire their pitching coach. And just so many significant issues, which is which is insane because typically when you have something like that happen, you know, some of your, your big important pieces are injured. But, I mean, Tatis is still playing. Machado's fine. Um, they just, they just fell off the face of the earth. The Reds, who are right there with the Cardinals in the standings, were never really a team coming into the season that was supposed to have the firepower to be able to make it into the playoffs and they've had stretches this season where they played good baseball but they're still not necessarily what I would think of as a good team they are above 500 they're six games above 500 but they're really not lighting the world on fire right now some of the teams that are right behind St. Louis in in the wild card chase one of those is is the Mets and look this might be a completely different playoff scenario if the Mets had DeGrom healthy but it's been I mean, it's been over a month since he's pitched, so it's not even worth talking about. So this is a very, very flawed National League wildcard race. Yes. But because of that, it's basically (laughs) whoever doesn't screw up the most at the end is going to be able to come out on top. Look, it's still going to be a tough challenge for the Cardinals due to the schedule, and everybody who's voting no on the Cardinals to make it, I completely get it. Because especially when you look at what some of these Eastern teams have left on their slate, it's it's just an easier slate 
coming down the stretch than what St. Louis has to deal with still with games against the Padres and two different series against the Brewers and, and this, that, and the other. It's, it's not out of the question for the Phillies or Mets to make it in because when you look at what they have remaining, uh, let, let's look at the Phillies schedule here for a moment. They still have series against, they're, they're about to start a series um, with the Cubs. And then they play Baltimore. And then they play Pittsburgh. And then they close out the season with Miami. They do have a series against New York and Atlanta in there as well. But, but that's one, two, three, four out of their last six series that are against teams that just aren't good. There's an opportunity there still for the Phillies to be able to make a run. You look at what... Nah, the Mets have... We're not even going to talk about the Mets. Their schedule's not easy, actually. So we'll skip them. They have very much of a uphill path to be able to get to the playoffs. The Padres? The schedule is not really in their favor. Not one, not two, but three series against the Giants. And a series against the Dodgers. And a series against the Cardinals. And a series against the Braves. Yeah. It might be different if the Giants had, like, clinched the division and had nothing to play for. But they still haven't clinched the division. No. Like, yeah, they've clinched a playoff spot, yeah. yes, but not the division. That is... If the Padres make it through that and somehow come out with the wild card, I mean, you want to talk about a battle-tested team that deserves it. They would be in that category, but but that's tough. So really what it looks like is that the Cardinals are going to have to fend off the Phillies and and also the Reds. And when you look, if you're looking at this just from a scheduling perspective, I don't know how you don't give that second wild card to Cincinnati. Because, you know, we just talked about on, on the really tough side of things, the Padres have three series remaining with the Giants. That's brutal. On the complete opposite end of the spectrum, Cincinnati has three series remaining with the Pirates. They also have a series in there with the Nationals, who have already had their fire sale. So they have five games remaining out of about uh, 16 here against teams that are in any way, shape, or form decent. One of those is the Dodgers. And again, the Dod- nobody's clinched anything in the West yet, so that, that could be a very competitive series that starts uh, on Friday. But then another one of those is, is against the White Sox. And it's close to the end of the season. And the White Sox will have already clinched the AL Central at that point in time. So, really, Cardinals are going to have to continue to, to get a little bit lucky because you look at, at the strength of schedule remaining and the Reds and the Phillies. Both of their schedules significantly easier than, than the last bit of the Cardinal slate. So, I'm assuming that's why all of you are voting no. That's that's why you're voting no. It's not because you're haters. It's because you're totally looking at strength of schedule. <laughs> that's totally the way it is, right? Got to be. Uh, looking at what's going on tonight for the Birds as they continue that uh, series. They're against yeah, New York. All right, Apologies, I thought I had tonight's pitching matchup right in front of me. But then as soon as I start clicking around, uh, I lost it. Uh, tonight we are going to see... Strowman pitching for the Mets. It'll be Jake Woodford for the Cardinals. Let's welcome in J.D. to the program. How are you? Hey, I'm good, Tara. Of course, you know me. I'm the Cardinal slopper of all time. <laughs> so 
I just can't give up. And I think they got, I think they got a decent shot. And, and I, my reasoning is something I don't know if you thought about or not, but uh, Milwaukee, who right now looks like the, one of the best teams in baseball, they got seven left with them. But here's the deal. The Milwaukee's 15 games up with 19 to go. Well, before they play them, they're going to be clinched. Yeah. They've had a lot of injuries, and, and they're just looking, they're looking forward to try to prepare to rest some injuries, rest some some players, and get some pitchers rested for the playoff run. So I'm thinking when we play Milwaukee, it ain't like we're playing them battling to win the Central. And uh, and I think that's an advantage. Plus, a really big, it would be a big deal if going into the last ten games, you've got Jack Flaherty back. Yeah. Healthy. Yeah. And, and, and even, uh, all, even uh, all our, our other guy that's going to pitch at Memphis Friday night uh, uh, had, to, had to rotate her. Yeah. Um, uh, um, yeah, that one guy. You we'll know, just have to call him that one guy because all of a sudden both our minds just went blank. I, my mind, we both went blank at the same time. But, but, you know, even if you stick him in the bullpen, that could be a big help to you, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, but so, I mean, I'm not give up last night. I feel a whole lot better uh, that the two guys we're facing the next two nights than if we was facing uh, DeGrom and uh, that other dude they got that you can't beat, uh, you know. So the, the, the Mets, we may have caught them at a good time. They kind of. You know, had to let down a little bit after the extra inning game with the Yankees, mm-hmm. and they're a game under five hundred. So it's not like you know uh, they're they're playing they're the greatest team in the National League. But I think I really think I know the schedule the schedule is against them. And you tell me why if you're technically technically we're we're, we're uh, tied with with. Uh, the Padres and uh, Cincinnati's got the same amount of losses and one more win, so we're a half game behind them. So why have you only got a twelve percent chance if technically you're leading the second wild card deal? Do you understand why? I don't know those. What? Why is that number so low? I, I don't know. I'm actually looking through here. Uh... I mean, if if you if you're Let's say we win tonight and the Reds lose. We're leading the second wild card. Yeah. Well, why would you be at only a fifteen percent chance of making the playoffs? Well, I don't get that. It jumps up dramatically. They do it every day. You go back a week ago, and and it was only at two percent. Yeah, for for the Cardinals. So, I mean, it'll. I, I hope we can have this discussion tomorrow and talk about how much it jumped overnight from eighteen and a half percent to to whatever. Um, 30 or so. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be real nice. Hey, it's, it's not an easy road, but, but it's a road that's doable. Yeah. If you go back to 06 and look at where they were at with 20 games left, I'd say we're probably in a better spot now than then. And, and nobody likes going to L.A. and playing one game, but I'm telling you, 
that anything can happen in a one-game deal. We've kind of had their number in the playoffs. I don't like the one-game deal. I think it should be three. I think that would I think that would be a lot fair if you were the Dodgers. I mean, you would you won as many games as they're going to win. I don't like the one game. I think they should have three for that two wild cards instead of one. Well, I, I completely disagree with you because if you're the team that won the division, you completely lose all of your advantage in dealing with a team that just won a three game series. With the one game series. The team who finishes in the wild card has to burn their best starter going into that next series. Well, yes, but if you do three games, you burn all your good pitching. To me, it's even a more advantage to the team that wins it. But you'll be back to the number one guy at the because of of the way baseball spaces out everything. You'd be back to your number one guy on normal rest by the time that series started. I don't know if you remember this or not, but La Russa. Uh, didn't pitch Carpenter in that deal. He decided to go with his, like, number two or three guy and just roll the dice and won the game, and, and that kind of set it up for him that time. But, uh, he did, you know, sometimes you get sometimes you get lucky. you got to get a little lucky there. But oh, you usually anyway, got to get a lot anyway. lucky. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> hey, we're, I'm back, we're back watching again. They just reel us back in. So I know it. Here we go. J.D., we appreciate the phone call. Thanks yes, for sir. Have a great day. <laughs> we'll hit pause here. We're going to come back. Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, should be with us in studio. Keep it here with us on the ticket. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station is 95.3 The Ticket. Hi, this is Bob Moore with Moore Air Conditioning. AC issues in the summer interrupt your life in more ways than one. We're here to help. When you need your air conditioning repaired, you need it fast. Get more assurance with the Moore same-day guarantee. We'll send a licensed, trained, and background check technician to your home the same day you call or you don't pay a service fee. That's the Moore Assurance Guarantee. Creating comfort one home at a time. 870-336-2023. There's never an off-season at Play It Again Sports in Jonesboro, so get by Play It Again now for whatever sport the athlete in your life has coming up next. Play It Again can get you ready for soccer, fall baseball and softball, golf, disc golf, and so much more. Don't forget to check out Jonesboro Batting Cages inside Play It Again if you're needing to get some swings in. And as always, if you have sports equipment just sitting around the house, you can bring it by Play It Again Sports and turn it into money. Every season is in season at Play It Again Sports, located at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. Swing drive to deep left. It's going, going. Another home run for 1812 Pizza Company. 1812 Pizza Company knocks it out of the park every time with a huge selection of the area's best pizzas, salads, and sandwiches, plus a great list of lunch specials. And there are a ton of ways to get it to your team. Dine-in, delivery, or drive through at their Race Street location. Or delivery, curbside pickup, or dine-in with members and guests at Hilltop. And you can order online at 1812pizzacompany.com. Send your crowd home happier than a walk-off homer with 1812 Pizza Company. It's John G. for George Kale Motors in Newport. Have you ever been to a car dealership and a salesperson chases you around like you stole something? At George Kale Motors, we won't chase you around or lie in front of your car to make you stop. But we will try to do everything we can to make you comfortable and enjoy your shopping experience. We offer great selection, great prices, and exceptional service after the sale. View our entire inventory at georgekalemotors.com or come see us at Newport off Highway 67, Exit 85, GMC, and George Kale Motors. We are a professional grade. Be part of a company that helps get 
get food to grocery stores, medicine to pharmacies, and online orders to customers around the world. Hytrill has been an industry leader for over half a century, and they're ready for you to join their team. Design and build new conveyor systems and technology at a company that people want to work with and want to work for. One that puts its employees, partners, and customers first. Join the Hytrill family. Apply today at careers.hytrill.com. Red Rose fans, this is your coach, Butch Jones, and it's football time in Jonesboro. We can't wait to see you pack the vault for six home games this fall. Patrick going deep down the right side looking for Hunt. This is tipped and caught, and T. Hunt is going to score. Touchdown Arkansas State from 53 yards out. We need you to create the best home field advantage. Purchase your season tickets now by visiting astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, welcome back to the program. Kara and Kate with you in studio here on the Workday Red Zone. Joined now by a voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, fresh off another Butch Jones press conference. Yes, I walk straight in after darting across town trying to get here to you guys. And, yeah, you're right. We've got all kinds of stuff to talk about now. So I'm a little bit sad because it looks like you missed Andre Harris at the podium since he's... I was I there for most of Andre. Okay, okay. Uh, look, the the loss, obviously, disappointing. I'm still sad that they wiped his points off the board. That was just unfair. Me too. And, obviously, you're referring to the two-point conversion yeah. try where they called an illegal forward pass. And Andre was talking about that play, and he said... He he was a little bit surprised that they called it at that moment. He said he's actually the third option on that play. And, you know, James had thrown back to him. He needed to be a little bit further back. Mm-hmm. He said it was a little disappointing that the points didn't count. But, you know, it's always cool to see one of those offensive linemen get into the end zone. And, you know, I, I – Felt horrible. Andre's, you know, one of our favorite guys. He's been around a long time as a fantastic young man. And, you know, you want him to be able to score. And, uh, unfortunately, it didn't count the other night. Still disappointed. Got to shake it off, though. What, <laughs> what are you still thinking about following that loss? There was so much that happened in that game. Yeah, a lot happened. I, I thought, uh, number one, it was one heck of a college football game. It was extremely entertaining, fun to call. And... Just the fight stands out to me. I mean, you're down 19 with just over five minutes to go, and you find a way to get to within five and have the ball at the end with the chance to put up a Hail Mary and try to win it. So, you know, I think with over five minutes to go, you're thinking that's that's going to be impossible. But, look, the defense gave – uh, gave us a chance there at the end. I know you look at the 55 points and the yardage given up, all the big plays, but – you know, the, the last two times Memphis was out there, A-State forced three and outs, and that's why the Red Wolves were able to get the ball back. So that was something to build on. You know, obviously um, you know, th- there are some things to work on. And Butch Jones, you know, he, he said, look, yeah, we scored 50 points and put up all these yards, but there there's things we need to get better at offensively, especially early in games, some things we need to do better and more efficiently in the run game. And then defensively, 
you know, he, he was asked specifically what the, the, the biggest issue was, and he just said eye discipline. It's nothing they haven't seen before, uh, whether it be in preseason workouts or just, uh, you know, the, their regular practices, getting ready you know, for Memphis last week. They were ready for those looks. They just – uh, their eye discipline wasn't where it, it needed to be, and it, it's things that are correctable going forward. So, uh, you know, to to have the things go wrong that went the went the wrong way the other night, especially defensively, it is incredibly encouraging that the Red Wolves were able to have a chance to still win that yeah. football game against a really good Memphis team. A lot of explosive plays in this one. Yes. For both sides. But, you know, four different plays for – four different touchdowns that were that were two-play drives or less for the Tigers, which they managed to get into the end zone in a hurry. Uh, did he say anything specifically, Coach Jones, about those explosive plays, or was it back to the eye discipline? Yeah, he said it. Yeah, and they go hand in hand. Sure. And, uh, you know – you know, if you're looking for uh, the biggest difference in the game, and he mentioned this during the TV show uh, the other day, you know, the biggest difference was the expo- explosive plays. And you look at the total yardage, and you know, with all the yards in that game, for it to end up dead even like it was at, at six six eighty apiece, I thought was uh, was uh, pretty entertaining in itself. But uh, yes, it came down to the explosive plays for Memphis, and you know, them being able to, to strike quickly in those drives. And, you know, we, we've just got to limit those big plays going forward if we're going to have success defensively. But one thing that Coach Jones did do is, is he expressed 100% confidence in his defensive staff. He says, you know, this is a system that has proven to work uh, over many, many years. What we're doing is is something he's confident in. Uh, he believes in these coaches, and, you know, uh, I think they're going to get things turned around, and obviously a, a lot of things to correct from the Memphis game, but they are correctable things. Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz here with us. Uh, what wide receiver is going to go off against Washington? That's been the fun game to play so far. <laughs> Man, I, you know, I hope it's a bunch of them. Now, I'll tell you this about Washington and just kind of uh, getting ready and, and putting my my uh, prep, my charts together. You know, one stat just jumps off the page. And, you know, especially with all the high-scoring offenses in college football these days, it's been 77 games since Washington allowed more than 35 points in a game, which goes all the way back to 2014. So, and that is by far the longest such streak in the nation, uh, going 77 straight games without allowing more than 35. And then, you know, a big part of that is the fact that they limit big plays. And obviously, you know, we're a big play offense. Yeah. Uh, we like to get the ball to our dynamic receivers. But you go back, you know, the first two games this year, they've they've only given up one play of 40 yards or more. You go back, they played four times last year, and in those four games just gave up one play of 40 yards or more. I think they only gave up seven the entire 2019 season, and they played a full season in 2018. They gave up one play in that 18 campaign of 40 or more yards. So they've got a history here yeah. uh, of limiting those big plays. And, 
you know, that's a, a huge reason why they don't give up a whole lot of points. How is Butch Jones deciding who is going to start at quarterback on Saturday? That's a, a question for Butch Jones. And and honestly, I, I don't know. I think that um, – How would you decide who would start at quarterback on Saturday if it was your call? You know, I think a, a lot of it goes into, obviously, what you saw – the other, you know, the last two games. You can look, you know, at the first two games as uh, your your in-game sample size to this point. But these guys are competing in practice every single day, and I really think a lot of it comes down to what he sees in practice from from both James and Lane. And last week was a situation that I've never been in before. You know, I, I've been around here. 17 years now. I have never gone in to a game and not known who the starting quarterback would be. And I'll tell you this, just being candid, you know, going into UCA, you know, we sat down to do our pregame interview on Thursday. I I knew James Blackman was going to be the starting quarterback. I sat down with him this past Thursday, and he looked at me and says, I honestly don't know. He did not know at that moment. He Now, he did say he was leaning towards sure. Lane. But, again, he, he's evaluating, constantly evaluating this quarterback competition. And the good news is we've got two really, really good options to choose from. Stay tuned for next Saturday again, as it is or, as we uh, mentioned earlier, is what uh, the depth chart says, which – Three weeks in a row now, so it no, was no big surprise. It was pretty neat to see, and I think with, with James Blackman, uh, you know, there were some nerves involved with that first start against UCA, but for him to do what he did the other night, I mean, he came in at the two thirty-two mark in the third and threw for over three hundred yards and four touchdowns, and. You know, he just he was playing a lot more loose. And what I love most, my favorite moment of that game. With with James was when we got the ball back with 53 seconds to go, no timeouts, and we've got to start at our own four. Yeah, he was so fired up, he was jumping up and down, and you could tell he he was he was ready for that moment. He was embracing the challenge of trying to go down and and you know have some sort of miracle at the end. But uh, that that was as encouraging as anything, just the body language from him. And, and the fact that, you know, when he's not been on the field and, and Lane has, he's been his biggest cheerleader. He's been the first guy out there to greet him when they come back to the sideline. And it's it's vice versa. I mean, it's, it's a really good relationship between those two guys. But, uh, you know, uh, again, there's two good options. But we did see – what James Blackman is capable of doing uh, in, in that second half on, on Saturday. Last thing here, uh, you've talked a little bit about the Washington defense and how they've really limited explosive plays, but on the flip side, they have not been able to crank those out offensively, and they have they have really just not put up any points this season. What's going on there? You know, I, I think it's probably a combination of things. Um, you know, they do have a, a young quarterback. They've got um, – uh, an offensive line that, you know, you look at them, they've got a preseason All-American at left tackle. They've got, you know, honorable mention, all Pac-12 guys at center, right guard, right tackle. Uh, they're they're huge. So you're wondering why they're not having the success uh, they have uh, that they have in previous years. 
And, you know, you look at the run game numbers, I think they're averaging, you know, 57 and a half yards a game through the first two. So they haven't been able to get things going in the run game against Montana and Michigan. So uh, I think that's been uh, a big problem for them uh, thus far. And then, you know, you look at their their tight ends. They've got some good tight ends. The receivers are a pretty thin group right now and they've got a couple of guys that are freshmen that have not been available through the first couple of weeks but uh and i don't know if they're they're going to be available this week or not but you know i i think uh you know they're still trying to to figure some things out on that side of the ball Let's hope that doesn't happen until week four. 3.15 to start time on 107.9 K-Fine. Uh, the kickoff there in Seattle. So that means pregame coverage starting up at about uh, 12.45. So we'll look forward to that on Saturday. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you, Karen. One more break to take. we got to get to it quickly. Come back, wrap things up with a short segment here on the Workday Red Zone. The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. Going deep over the middle, looking for Foreman. Foreman makes the catch, breaks the tackle across the 40, 30. Foreman across the 20, 10. He's into the end zone. James Blackman with an 89-yard touchdown pass to Jeff Foreman. Butch Jones and the Red Wolves hit the road for the first time Saturday as they head to the Pacific Northwest to take on the Washington Huskies. And you can hear it all on your home for A-State football, 107.9 K-Fine. Coverage begins at 1220 with Wolf House, presented by Baird Auto Group, live from the Embassy Suites, Jonesboro. Then from Seattle, it's the Mid-South Ford Dealers Tailgate Show at 1, the Centennial Bank pregame at 2 and kickoff at 315. A-State football is sponsored in part by Bill's Cost Plus, Jim's Pawn Shop, Angie Gallagher of United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, George Kell Motors, More Air Conditioning, Calmer Solutions, Gazaway Ace, Max Prairie Wings, J-Towns Grill, Collision Repair, and Stanley Woodard Law Firm. At Mr. T's, they know football games start way before kickoff. And that's why Mr. T's is your tailgate party headquarters this football season. Get 30 packs of Bud, Bud Light, Coors, and Miller Light for just $20.75, tax included. Plus, Mr. T's has the largest selection of beers and wines from around the world, all at the absolute best prices. So make the game-winning drive to Mr. T's at Riverside or Mr. T's Express in Red Onion, Missouri. And as always, Mr. T's reminds you to drink responsibly. Mr. T's at Riverside. Collision Repair in Jonesboro knows the hassle that a wreck or fender bender causes in our day-to-day lives. You need to be back in your vehicle fast and don't have time to keep taking it back into the shop for missed details. Collision Repair is committed to delivering quality work in a timely manner so you can be back on the road fast. You'll be glad you chose Collision Repair to get your car back to normal after an accident. Get your vehicle fixed right the first time. Call Collision Repair at 935-9482. Who remembers opening a checking account and selecting checks to fit your style? Well, now you can do the same thing with your debit card at the Bank of Fayetteville and Farmers and Merchants Bank. Whether your passion is nature, athletics, or even fashion like leopard print or tie-dye, drop by your favorite branch or look online at mebanking.com to see all our new designer debit card selections. The Bank of Fayetteville and Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC. 
95.3 and 96.9 The Ticket is adding another hour of local programming. Hey, this is Cade Carlton. Join me and Andrew Bowen every weekday from 2 to 3 right here on The Ticket for our newest show, The Setup. We'll talk all things A-State, college sports, professional sports, and whatever else the topic of the day might be. And we'll interview a wide variety of guests from local and national levels. It's The Setup weekdays 2 to 3 right here on 95.3 and 96.9 The Ticket. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Home stretch on the program. Looking ahead to tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. So that means Keith Merritt should be with us for hour number one. Also, we'll hope that we can catch up with A-State AD Tom Bowen. And that, uh, in theory, is a game plan. I would imagine that... Sometime tomorrow, we'll start looking ahead more to Washington. Haven't gotten into too many notes on the Huskies yet. Although I think everybody is fairly aware of some of the key points of of what's happened with their season. Namely, that they had that week one opening loss to Montana. And then I noticed this today from one of their beat writers. Mike Vorell, I believe is his name, who covers the Huskies there for the Seattle Times. Uh, if you hadn't looked yet, A-State has opened as a 17-point underdog at Washington. And he said, uh, tweeted out something along the lines of, that was a pretty interesting line since at this point in time, Washington has yet to put up 17 points total. Yeah. Let alone 17 points in a game. But more on the Huskies over the next few days, obviously, as we get ready for uh, Saturday's kickoff. There is some crappy national news that I want to pass along because it is uh, kind of the trending story out right now. But I guess about half an hour ago, it was reported that Norm McDonald has passed away. Uh, He had been battling cancer. This was obviously a private battle. I I don't know if you all were aware that he was dealing with this, but I certainly was not. Uh, Passed away at the age of 61. Most notable, I think, for his time as a Saturday Night Live cast member. Of course, he did stand-up was very witty and and, and sharp but spent some time on SNL doing the weekend update and and things like that and he was a cast member from 93 to 98 so that news coming out today I don't know if I can even if I close my eyes and think of Norm Macdonald I don't even know if I see Norm Macdonald or if I see Norm Macdonald's impersonating Burt Reynolds yeah because that is so what is in in your head uh, with the bolo tie and the The attitude and the big hat uh can't really quote a lot of what he said as Burt Reynolds yeah or really anything from any of those sketches because even though they were always hilarious they're certainly not uh, repeatable on this show but I know for a fact that's something I'll be doing later on this afternoon is uh checking out some of of those old sketches Again, uh, tomorrow should be a fun day here on the ticket. Hope today was a fun day for you. Last look here at our KavanaughCars.com poll question. 76% of you saying no, the St. Louis Cardinals will not make the playoffs. So we'll see. Tonight uh, Tonight could be huge. We could see some standings flip-flop a little bit depending on what goes on with the Reds and the Padres. Of course, the Cardinals would have to come out on top in their game against the Mets, but 6-10 is when you will be able to hear that on our sister station, 95.9 The Wolf. We appreciate Voice of the Red Wolves. Matt Stoltz hanging out with us today. If you missed that chat, you can find it following the show at 95.3 The Ticket. 
Dan.com. Keep it here, Dan. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next. Apologies as I get on autopilot sometime. That'll be followed by The Drive at 3 o'clock. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Budro at 7 a.m. Followed by RWRC Radio with JC at 10. Kate and I will be back tomorrow at noon. So for Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Cannot wait to, to talk to you then. Have a great, great day.